Hey everyone, welcome to the gray area and welcome back. On today's episode, we have for the second time, the assistant managing editor of Sports Illustrated and the head of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, the incomparable MJ Day. We're gonna get into a lot of themes here, including the cover and by now, I'm sure you've all seen it and a few other of the special elements that are in this year's magazine, including the female athletes that are in its pages and also some old faces and new faces and returning faces. And we're going to forecast one model's potential future. Are we seeing the next big superstar in this year's swimsuit issue? So let's get started. Here is MJ Day. Okay, MJ, I think people's jaws are legitimately going to drop when they see that Kate Upton is not only back with Sports Illustrated, but she is on the cover. How did this happen? Well, I mean, Kate and I have always been friends, you know, um, since she's started with us when she was 18. And just because she wasn't in the magazine didn't mean that we weren't friends and that we weren't in communication and everything like that. And um, we've always been talking. And, um, you know, of course, I want her in the magazine. And I had all many ongoing conversations with her. And, you know, she was just sort of like, Hey, you want to get lunch one day? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And, um, Did you know right then? No, because we're friends. Like getting lunch or like, you know, having dinner or drink or whatever would not be that out of the ordinary. And uh, so it, it was sort of like, oh, should I just say it? Should I just see if she's up to it? She feels like she wants to, to participate this year. And, um, you know, we were talking and I was like, well, you know, and the door is always open. And she was like, well, I would love, you know, to do this again. And so there there we were, you know, and it was like fully on and it was so exciting. So this is Kate's third cover. How does she resonate with the audience differently than other cover models that you've shot? Kate's an anomaly, you know, I mean, the way people respond to Kate I don't think anyone has seen around here, you know, since the 80s, you know, SI 80s, the Christy Brinkley days. Um, and they just, they lose their shit over her, basically. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, she, they cannot get enough. You, you cannot give them enough Kate Upton. And it's, it's an extraordinary thing to behold, honestly. Any ideas why? I mean, listen. Yeah. Well, okay. Maybe there there are some obvious reasons why, but I can't, I honestly, MJ, almost can't believe that because all of these models are so stunning. I mean, they are all at the 0.0001% of people on this earth who look like they look. So they're all beautiful. So what sets Kate apart? Because, you know, the, the stand, like the, the, the competition, if we say, I don't want to say competition, but they're all so gorgeous, right? Now yet she are. still yeah. stands out from that pack. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. I mean, Kate has sort of this. Um, I mean, she has so many amazing qualities, but there is sort of this Monroe, Marilyn Monroe esque type quality to her, where she's she's mysterious, but she's approachable, but she's glamorous, but she's down to earth, and like you know, throw on a pair of jeans and a t shirt, and you know, eye to gaff, and it's sort of like she's that. She's that every woman. She has. She doesn't. She, pigeonhole herself or, or box herself in in any one area you know she's really engaging with her fan base and you know she she puts herself out there but it, it's interesting because like her quote on her Instagram is like always leave them wanting more and she she does that perfectly you know she's she lets you in but then she saves enough of herself to remain mysterious and you know it keeps it interesting, keeps it real, you know, keeps you wanting more, which she does a great job of. <laughs> yeah, I think she absolutely does. And I feel like there's something about her where, and you would know this obviously much more than I would, but it seems like fashion of which I completely put the SI Swimsuit issue into that fashion magazine genre in my eyes, because it is so artistic. The photography is so incredible, the hair and makeup, everything, the, the locations. She defies trend. You know, like trends go up and down. You see, you know, models come, models go. You get different sort of like, you know, the Kate Moss type model. And then, of course, like a Marilyn Monroe. Like Kate Upton to me is she's a classic. Like she will never get boxed into a trend. No, I agree. I mean, I agree. Like her her look is so um, 
she has such flexibility too in her look. Yeah, you can be that bombshell, that blonde bombshell, but then, you know, you, you strip her of makeup and, you know, you put her in a high fashion ensemble and she looks like a completely different person. And I think that's, she, she has every kind of asset that, you know, you want, but you can play it up, you can play it down. She's not just stuck with one look, which is really an amazing trait to possess and a quality to possess as a model, as an actress, as everything she is, you know, and it benefits her for sure because you can go that route if you want to be that, you know, amazing sex symbol or you can also play tomboy and, and she can she can do it effortlessly, which is awesome. So she was shooting in Fiji. In Fiji. Anything you can tell us about the shoot? What was it like? I mean, it was, it, it, honestly, it was just like, being on a vacation with your bestie, honestly. I mean, the crew like that we had assembled for this shoot was, you know, we've all worked together before a lot. <laughs> so it was literally like just hanging out in an exotic location with all your best friends. It was so easy and effortless and fun. I mean, and we just had the best time. I mean, we were goof. If we weren't shooting, we were goofing off and just hanging out and, <laughs> you know, being pals. You've had some really memorable experiences on shoots with Kate Upton. Zero Gravity mm-hmm. is one of them. Mm-hmm. Being in Antarctica is yeah. another one. <laughs> I, I guess I'm. We took it easy on her this yeah, I was year. Like, this one is, <laughs> seems like it's pretty tame. Yeah, no, we did. We took it easy on her this year. We just wanted it to be like a very sensual, beautiful, effortless vibe you know we wanted the environment to really just speak to creating beautiful imagery and um you know we put her in the perfect place for that I mean it's incredible that you have these memories now these wild shoots that you guys are on that you get to do and you have these experiences with these models I mean doing zero g doing Antarctica Fiji all the things you've done with Kate I mean, you said that you're friends, but do those bring you closer to her than maybe any other model that you've worked with? Or have you had other wild experiences with with other models, whether it's cover models or? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, being on these locations with people, you get to spend time with them that you would normally never get to spend time with anybody, you know, the outside of your family or your, you know, squad. (laughs) But like you get to, you know you're 12 hour days, 14 hour days, and it's just you. So you're really getting to know each other. I mean, obviously doing something like Antarctica or zero G, then there's like a whole other level of bonding that happens. So yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, there's a different level of intensity in a relationship, but it goes to say with all of the girls, I mean, we, we all genuinely like each other. So, I mean, that's, the first win of the situation and then you get to go and you know go to these amazing places and or and have these incredible experiences so you just further you know bond and relate to one another on it so yeah I mean like it's not it's not surface with any of these girls which is lovely to have in a working professional environment also because then you really just want to do well for each other on top of the end goal which is to take the amazing picture. So you get to also get very close with a lot of female athletes because I can say this. I know because they ask me to introduce them to you. I mean, that's <laughs> happened several times. You know, I've brought people by your office before women who want to be in the issue as professional athletes. And this year, several, not just Serena, but also Allie Raceman and Simone Biles. Mm-hmm. There was a day when the final five came to Sports Illustrated. I, honestly, MJ, this has never happened before. The entire hallway was just filled with people. They just wanted a glimpse. I mean, this was right after Rio. And the only thing those girls wanted to do was meet you. (laughs) All of these people were there to meet them. They wanted to meet you. I remember it so clearly to this day. Allie Raceman wanted to meet you. Did you guys end up meeting that day? And then how did Simone get in the magazine as well? The next day. Actually, we met the next day. Um, It was funny because Allie told me this and... Her agent, Drew, told me this, that the day, and I can't even, I, I like told Allie to never utter these words again, so I feel sort of bad saying this on the on this podcast, but um, they both told me that she won the gold, they won the gold in Rio, and then that night 
she sent Drew a text that said, you think MJ will meet me now? <laughs> and I'm like, girl, I should not have been who you were thinking about after you just won life. Um, but she's I'll about take to meet it. the president, you know, <laughs> Michelle Obama, president at the time. Which is, but that's fine. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I'm so flattered, but. Um, that is hugely flattering. That yeah. Is so cool. But I, I have to say, I was in those throngs of people that were filling the hallways of Time Inc. the day that they came here because I wanted to lay eyes on them also because they were just such a spectacular group of women and it's such an inspiring story. So I was like, I need to see this in, in real life also. But her hairdresser actually called me and was like, hey, we're in the building and, and he's a friend of mine. Um, come down and, and and see us and meet us and whatever. And so I ran down. I couldn't get near her. I couldn't get near her. I mean, it was literally like, like Obama was in the building. Oh, they had to leave I, through a secret elevator yeah, like I out mean, the back. I was part of that chaos because I was trying to get in there but um had they no. known that you would have gotten off I met their, right to the their moms I actually I met their moms which was cute I went to the green room and I talked to their moms and I started crying actually when I talked to their moms because I was just so moved by the whole you know what they had achieved and like what they sacrificed to get to that point in their lives and what those mothers you know go through watching because there's nothing more excruciating to watch than gymnastics because you know it's a split second between total you know, disaster and absolute, you know, domination. And it's like one little thing can just change. I, I could not, I could not handle that as a parent. I don't think. And I'm the pressure to do enough. that just like, it's either going to set you up for the rest of your life or not, which yeah. is, there's two, there's right. so much. I don't know how they get through that. I don't either. I mean, it's, it's so impressive to me as a, as a human, you know, what they do and, and, and how much dedication and strength and, and physical prowess that, you know, takes because it's, it's a, it's, it's a brutal sport, you oh. know? <clears throat> so it takes full, I mean, immersion, right? Yeah. Like you don't have like a quote unquote normal life if you are training to be an Olympic gymnast. And so Allie, we know wanted in, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about Simone? How did that come about? And then I want to ask you about their shoots. Yeah. I mean, Simone, Simone, I thought, well, this is great. You know, like Allie is, is wonderful. I would love to incorporate Simone as well because um, of what she means to the sport and what she means to to women and and just having the two of them together, you know, Simone being Simone and Allie being Allie, the captain, you have like the two heroes of the team really. And um, it would have been great to have them. So I, like you said, I knew Sally or I knew um, Allie was in, but Simone, you know, this would definitely have been this the first time you know doing something like this for her so I anticipated that she may be a little reluctant to participate but when I spoke to the team you know they were like let's ask you know and she agreed so I was thrilled you know and and I think I think they are excited to be included in a magazine like this that's celebrating their their beauty but their their beauty as they have worked so hard their entire life to own, which is like this incredibly toned and strong and amazing body, you know, that we're celebrating here. And they know the significance of it. They know that we've never shot a gymnast before. And they know that, you know, traditionally the gymnast body isn't one that people are like, you know, oh, hottie. Like right. But yeah. it's crazy because like shooting them was the most exciting moment I had this entire year because it was like I believe it they are works of art and you they can are pose works them of art oh in different ways like how much anyway, did I was that like unleash can you stand on your pinky and do a hand like and they're like okay you know I mean it's crazy like how much does that unleash some of your creativity because I'm sure you have these ideas about how you would ideally want to pose models and even other athletes but not oh. everyone can contort yes, their body correct. in that way. Sometimes the human body just can't physically do things, you know, and it, everyone's different. Like some people can, like Nina Abdal is extremely flexible. Um, and, and it was interesting because even, even with the gymnasts, like they're, they may not even be the most flexible in certain ways. You know, they're power humans. Like these are girls who power through and blast through vault and, you know, they do all these things, but like, they're not maybe yogis, you know, with like, they can like, clap their feet behind their heads or something, you know? And um, so it was really, it was really exciting and, and interesting, you know, to approach it because we were like, wow, James McCarry, who's the photographer, could not have been more excited. He 
before I even got the words out of my mouth, it was like, yes, I'm there. Sign me up. Like he, this is his thing. Like he, he loves a strong athletic woman. And so, um, he was like, if you don't let me do this, I'll kill you. Um, <laughs> is this also like a little bit of the evolution, I think of the magazine since you've taken it over? Um, because you said before, you don't really think of a gymnast body. It's almost like, I think people are amazed by how much power comes in such a small package. But you said this is the first time that you've ever had a gymnast in the swimsuit issue. Is that part of this sort of redefinition of what beauty is? And had you ever tried to get any gymnasts before? Or is this just something totally just completely fresh? Yeah, this is fresh. I mean, we we have we're evolving, you know, as a magazine, as a franchise. And, um, you know, my personal belief has always been that the one type of beauty that's kind of shoved down everyone's throat is not accurate. You know, while it is, yes, absolutely beautiful and worthy of celebration, there's also so many different types of beauty out there. And strong is one of the most beautiful. I mean, you walk into any, you know, European museum and and the physique and the body that's celebrated in sculpture and painting is muscular and formed and, and, uh, you know, that is gorgeous and sexy. And the fact that women like Simone and Allie have been largely unrecognized as that is beyond comprehension to me because I look at that and I'm like, oh my God, that's so gorgeous and insane and hot. And like, these girls are sexy, you know? I mean, and stature, size, everything, that is, that's just part of what makes us human, you know? And why do you have to be five foot 10 or, you know, 110 pounds to be considered the epitome of that. I don't know. I don't understand that. I don't believe it. I don't subscribe to it. I can imagine that it does something for the athletes as well, because I think a lot of times, like I've had friends who were female basketball players who, you know, they've gone on to play division one and coaches will make them put on 10, 15 pounds of muscle sort of try to make their bodies look a certain way. And they feel like at those times, or at least that's what they've told me, that they lose a little bit of their feminine identity when that kind of thing happens. And I can imagine if you're a gymnast or even Serena on this, but let's say gymnast, I think people see you as like childlike or something. You get put in this box of where you're like a little, you know, with a leotard on. And and I don't think you're seen as sexy so much as cute. Mm -hmm. And I can imagine for the athletes themselves, like, they want to break out of that mold. I think yes. they want to show that they are, you know, have this other side of them. Like, you know, I've interviewed Mary Lou Retton and, you know, Nadia Coleman each. And I'm talk, I'm trying not to talk to them as if they're this person mm -hmm. that I were, that we're watching or that is on the cover of Sports Illustrated back in the 80s. Right. You know, they've yeah. become fully formed women. Yeah. Not well, those girls that were, you know, competing so many years ago. Right. Well, and, you know, newsflash, these are women right, exactly. <laughs> who are very much, you know, like wanting to put on the hot little dress and the heels and feel great about themselves and be appreciated for that part of themselves also. You know, I mean, there's uh, they're undeniably, you know, extraordinary athletes and possess all of these incredible qualities. But at the end of the day, too, they are the girls that they want to feel sexy and cute and pretty. That's part and, of feminism. Yeah. You I know, mean, that's how it's evolved. Absolutely. There, there's no shame in, if that's, if that's where you feel good, there's nothing wrong with putting on a hot little number and, and rocking what you have. I mean, you should. Like, who's telling you that you have to wear like, a, you know, a shirt buttoned up around your neck to not be a feminist or not feel how you want to express yourself? I don't know. I, I, that's a big thing for me because I am very passionate about obviously women feeling good and looking sexy, but also that you shouldn't be condemned for that. And it's your body and it's your voice. And if you want to express yourself in that way, then absolutely you should be able to do that. And you certainly shouldn't be, you know, demeaned for doing so. No. And I think people always say like, you know, women dress for other women, women don't dress for men. I think women actually dress for themselves. Yes. I think, and yeah. I think that a lot of athletes who would, who would want to be in this issue, I think they want to do it for themselves. I really do. I think they want to show that other part of themselves. Yes, they absolutely do. Because, because they're put in this box, you know. They are, they are. And every day, 
they're, you know, these high performing people that are wearing, you know, their clothing that allows them to do so. And it's like they have their sports bra tan lines and it's like, uh, you know, it's 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 nice to be able to like take a day or two and feel great about yourself and actually be looked at, you know, through the the lens of, you know, the world and seen in this different way because it's a different way for, you know, it's not there every day. But maybe it is. Maybe when they're off the court too, they're throwing on their heels and they're like, yeah, I feel great. And there's nothing wrong with that. When it comes to Serena, I feel like we've had to to talk about feminism and, you know, body acceptance and what is beauty. I feel like Serena and Venus, but definitely Serena, has done so much for that conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, from when she was first on the professional tennis scene and circuit to and and what people said about her then to how people view her now. I mean, she's like the number one body that I think is like aspirational for mm-hmm. so many people. Oh my God, right? yes. I mean, what have you seen over this journey and then having her in the issue this year? How did that come about and- yeah, this is well, her second time, right? It's actually her third, third time, I believe. We shot her, we shot her back way back. Um, we shot her once with Venus, and now we're, you know, we're shooting her again. And um, it's funny, it came around because I went to go see Caroline play in an expedition game, an expedition match, and Caroline was Yaki. Yes, Caroline was Yaki, <clears throat> who um, was playing at the Garden. So I went and I saw her. And she was playing with Serena. And so after the match, I went back in, you know, back wherever into the bowels of MSG and um, was hanging out with her. And and Serena was there and and we had worked, we'd shot together initially her very first time in the swimsuit issue. And I was like, hi, my God, how are you? You know, big hug. And um, I'm just like, oh, I want you in the issue. You know what I mean? Because she's just an extraordinary person, period. I mean, athlete dominant, forget it. Like you don't have to even say anything about what she is as a, as an athlete and as a female athlete, my God, I mean everything, but then she's, she's just incredible. She's a, she's a beautiful human. Her body is, I, it's jaw dropping. I mean, between the boobs and the butt and the abs and like everything about her is just perfection her skin, it's like butter. <laughs> I can't even say enough about this human being. But then, you know, I wanted the, the ability to shoot her again because she's, you know, she really owns it. She owns Serena Williams and everything about it. And yes, she is a total dominant player, the most dominant female athlete out there. But at the same time, she's also one of the most feminine girly girls I know. And I, love that about her and she represents so much you know success persistence strength dominance femininity you know like diversity there are so many things I can say good about Serena like I could do a whole podcast just about her but um having her part of the issue to me was so important because of she represents everything good that there is out there about a woman you know and unapologetically so you know she's not she she does not go softly into the night you know she is she is there she's a force of nature she will beat you on the court you know what I mean but then she will put on like the sexiest little thong bathing suit and then move in front of the camera like Misty Copeland I mean she is the most elegant model I have ever worked with from the tip of her pinky finger to the the bottom of her feet she has absolutely mastered the art of movement. And I mean, you watch her play tennis and of course she's extraordinary, but I did not expect that from her in front of the camera as well. And I mean- And that was different than the first time you shot her. Absolutely, absolutely. She has grown so much, you know, confidence even. Sure. You know, I mean, she does all of these different, I don't know how she finds time to do all this stuff, whether it's like- her clothing line or her nail line or like take all of these incredible like silk trapeze dance, like <laughs> yoga classes that she, she trains like in every kind of way possible, not just for tennis, but just for herself too. And like doing these things that she enjoys, like she is a Renaissance woman. I mean, Renaissance. I am so impressed by her. Um, but <laughs> she blew us all away in front of the camera and like, she's just so focused and, and elegant. And I mean, 
she's aspirational in so many ways and her abs abs for days my god please when can i come back in my next life and like look like her because she's working for them she's working hard for those abs. she is you know for sure she she definitely deserves those abs but oh my god there was a moment and it was when she was on the cover of new york magazine i don't remember this where she's doing a split mm-hmm. off of the gymnast like uneven bars yep. it kind of looks like that she or I guess the parallel bars parallel bar and team. she was doing a split. And I was like, that was the first time because Serena's obviously been in a lot of magazines, yeah. lots of shoots. She's on lots of commercials. Yeah. You feel like you kind of see her and know her. Then I saw that split. I was like, damn, yeah. what can't she do? I know it's crazy. That's like that type of flexibility is really, is really unbelievable. And so Caroline is also back in the mm-hmm. issue and Jeannie Bouchard's in yes. the issue. Yes. So okay. my, my good friend Caroline is back for her third consecutive appearance. I just love that she's in this issue. I loved it from the very first one she was in because, you know, she obviously had this very difficult breakup. It was very public because she was dating Roy McRoy and they were engaged. And then he broke it off and she was like, yep, I'm going to get in the swimsuit issue. I just think there's something really great to that. Um, Yeah. I mean, she's, she just, you know, no breaks on that one. She's like full speed ahead. And I'm she so like ran glad. ran a marathon. I mean, she's. No. And she ran a marathon, cool. I think without even training like, for it I want to say I was actually at the airport with her in her, the first year she shot with me and we were standing in line to get on the plane and a woman right in front of us turned around and she was like I ran the marathon with you back in whenever day it was and and they both they got to talking which it was so cute it was such a cute conversation and she was like what was your time and Caroline told her time which was of course insane it you was know like sub four hours yeah she had barely trained no she yeah. had barely trained and the woman was like I hate you <laughs> You know, and we we got to talking and she was like, oh, my God, she was literally like, that was extraordinary. She's like, I almost pulled off, you know, on the side of the road and went to a bar instead of finishing it because it was so excruciating. <laughs> she said, but my trainer said he was going to kill me. So <laughs> can't blame her for that. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Christy Brinkley. Yeah. 63. Yep. And she's in the issue, but she's not alone. She has both of her daughters in the mm-hmm. issue, which I think is really unique. Clearly, it's unique. I thought it was really interesting. We'll talk about Christy because obviously her legacy in the magazine is unbelievable. But I thought it was very real that both of her daughters, Alexa and Sailor, both said independently of themselves, of each other rather, that they've struggled with body issues. They Mm -hmm. both have. I mean, is that something that comes along because your mom is Christy Brinkley or is that just what every woman kind of goes through in terms of? You know, and every person really goes through in terms of just, you know, trying to find your confidence and trying to find your identity. I unfortunately don't know a woman who hasn't struggled with body yeah, issues. I don't, I don't and either. I know like the most celebrated beauties in the world. So, I mean, that's saying something. Yep. <clears throat> and I think that's a bigger issue that society places on women and women place on themselves and kind of not kind of exactly what I'm trying to combat, you know, going forward with this issue. And that is to make, you know the diversity and beauty, the accepted norm, not, you know, I, I want to be the norm. I don't want to be, you know, this, this anomaly in the industry that's doing this. So yeah, I mean, I, it's a bigger problem, I think. And, and people, women are now gaining their voice and the courage to kind of address it and talk about it and, you know, are being supported and encouraged by other women to do so. And I think that's important because, you know, it's a daily struggle for, for so many of us, if not all of us. I want to pick up on something you said, right? You don't know so a woman who hasn't struggled with body issues. I also, do, unfortunately, don't. And you can get to some really dark extremes there. Mm-hmm. When people will look at a woman, a young woman like Sailor, and say, what does she have to be worried about? I mean, yet, like you said, you work with some of the most sought-after and aspirational people in the world. They have those in some cases, I think, can be the most insecure in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Because you're being evaluated on a daily basis for your appearance rather than your intellect or your successes outside of that. And I think that's a really difficult headspace to live in on, you know, day to day. I do. And, you know, SI is very embracing, you know, of body types, but the rest of the industry isn't necessarily like that, you know, and we are, we love all the women that are part of our, you know, group and part of the, the, the franchise. Um, but it's not, it's not so warm and fuzzy out there, you know, in other places. And oh, did you see Lady Gaga was getting 
Oh she was getting God. criticized because of yeah. her for what? For what? Like her ridiculous performance or her amazing talent or like her balls of steel, for, you know, <laughs> jumping but, off a roof. But no, people yeah. people are talking about what her little her stomach, yeah. which, by the way, we all <laughs> babies grow in there. Newsflash. Yeah. Like you have to have a little wriggle room. Like. Also, it was. I mean, not that this even matters, but it was perfectly flat. I mean, I, I, know. I don't know what people I, are, I, what they expect. It's, 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 I think honestly, I have such an issue with this. This is a symptom of the world we live in where there's so much freedom to rip apart people, you know, in social media and in media in general. And like, there just needs to be a tone change and we need to really focus on supporting each other and building each other up and celebrating each other's differences and, you know, rather than scrutinizing and hair splitting and picking apart, you know, every little thing that is, you know, not the norm, which fuck the norm, yeah. what's the norm? I know. You know, I am so, you know, whatever. <laughs> I agree with you. And, I, you know, I also think there's something also with, you know, some of like with some of these models, like I said, they're the point zero 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 one percent of people who are walking around on this earth who are able to do this and make a career in this and for how, how they look, right? That's like saying that the norm for all of us height-wise should be a seven-foot-tall basketball player. Right. It's not, that's not it. Right. The, this is a celebration, diverse bodies um, and, and beauty, but I don't think anyone, and I don't think you're out there telling people, this is how you should look every day and this is how everyone should look. No, Absolutely not. It's like saying not. everyone should be as tall as Yao Ming. It's exactly. just not right. No, and it's it's ridiculous. I mean, listen, if I could have 8,000 women in the issue, I could easily find 8,000, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this is a sampling, yes. And, and you know, the swimsuit issue is a legacy franchise and we are true to our roots in so many ways, but we also are actively evolving, you know, with with all the other conversations that we're having. And I, I just, I superficially like on the surface, like there is one way to look at this magazine, but my hope and goal is to get the wider audience to appreciate, you know, the other things we're also trying to do, you know? And I also think, I mean, and I don't want to take this in a really political way, but I think there is a little bit of an importance now about, you know, showing female strength, particularly in the climate we're in at this moment, you know, where, you know, there's just been a lot of objectification by women, by our president in one instance and, and maybe in some others. And and I feel like I'm, I'm curious if you felt that as we're sort of going along. And like I said, we're not going to get super political. We'll get to Christy yeah. Brinkley in a moment. But mm -hmm. it's like as this sort of election is is unfolding, as you're seeing some of these things, the women's march that just happened, like, are you cognizant of that as you're sort of putting together this issue? Does that play um, into I'm it? I'm so happy you actually asked me this question because it played into it far before the electoral outcome. In fact, we, um, <laughs> we, we kind of figured somebody else was going to win and, um, a lot of people, it excited that. us and, and it actually brought us to where we are with the issue right now because it was inspiring and it was like, it, this is the time, you know, like this is something that we were, this is where we were headed, but this gave us sort of the courage and the encouragement to go even further and to take it there. So <clears throat> we were actually in Fiji um, when the election took place and it was a dark day um, for us all. It was really unfortunate, but you know what? It kind of just solidified the decision because it was like, well, this didn't work out the way that we thought it would, but now it's even more important to have this messaging be a part of what this magazine is because, you know, we will grab the country's attention for a period of time. And, you know, I, I think as a woman that runs the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit franchise that there's more that we can do and we can use our powers for good and that we can take the SI issue, maintain, you know, like keep it keep it we could either be status quo or we can evolve and so this is the opportunity that we have to to do that and I think the time couldn't be better and I think the women that are part of this issue couldn't represent that better and I think that um hopefully this will encourage a lot of other people in the industry to take the same lead you know because yeah it, it's a problem and I don't want to be looked at as 
you know, exploitive because these women are all here by choice. No one is dragged kicking and screaming into the swimsuit issue. No one's forced to buy it. No one's forced to look at it. Um, but it's also similarly oppressive to say, well, you shouldn't wear a bathing suit like that or you shouldn't dress sexy because that is also very much a choice. And we should not be, you know, as women expected to be one way or the other. That is a choice and you can be that and you should still be respected for whatever decision you make. Couldn't agree with you more. I want to get to Christy just because we kind of brought her up and then I went yeah. to her daughters, <laughs> but we should talk about her. I mean, like I said, 63, I, it's unbelievable. She looks incredible. I mean, 63, I don't know, means what it used to mean. I think mm -hmm. as a whole, like, I don't, you know, 50 doesn't mean what 50 used to mean. Right. I don't even think 80 means what yeah. 80 used to mean. But who approached who about bringing her back? And was it her idea to also have her daughters? Was that your idea? And how special was that for her? Well, it, it stemmed back from um, when I shot her for the 50th anniversary issue because at 60, she was extraordinary and <laughs> everyone noticed. And um, even though she wasn't in a bathing suit, it was like, my God, this woman is, you know, they all, they all have really aged very well. Um, Christy is just exceptional. And um, I came up with the idea and talking to her because Sailor had actually come on the shoot but she was an 18, um, gorgeous. And I was like, wow, the children of these women, a lot of the kids actually were on the shoot for the 50th anniversary issue, you know, sons and daughters. And it was really cool to see, um, first of all, like these, you know, alum with, you know, and how they've <clears throat> gone on in life and, and to sure meet the their kids. kids. Proud too. Of course, of yeah. course. I mean, who wouldn't be? Um, and so Sailor was with her and it was sort of like, oh, there's an idea. Like, why would you do that? When she 18? <laughs> Sounds creepy, but you know, we, we won't shoot anyone under the age of 18. But um, so it became sort of a waiting game. Obviously, like I knew of Alexa and I thought she was beautiful. In fact, I, for the longest time, have followed her on Instagram just because she's, she's this incredible creative. She's a singer, songwriter, poet. She has just a beautiful mind, but also a extraordinarily striking face. And I found her to be so interesting and I thought, wow, well, maybe, I mean, I didn't even bring it up. I don't think if I can remember correctly with Christy at the, at the 50th anniversary issue, but I just sort of started waiting and we called it spawn internally. They're going to kill me for saying that out <laughs> loud, but I was like operation spawn of swimsuit <laughs> because I was just like, wow, this is a really powerful story. Yeah. You know, if we can make it happen and it's to have, you know, Christy, obviously, who is the queen, you know, of all SI swimsuit and then her, you know, incredibly beautiful daughters. And so <clears throat> Sailor turned 18 this past summer. And I literally, I think I called like the week after she turned 18 <laughs> and, you know, put it out there. I was like, listen, I'd really love to, to shoot them for the issue, you know, and there was a, a resounding yes on the other end of the phone after they discussed it, of course. But, you know, it was, it was really exciting. I, 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 that was like a, a long, a project long time in the making. So to see it come to this point and to see it be received the way that it has been received is like all that I can ask for. You mentioned that a lot of these women have aged well, and mm -hmm. I'm curious if you think that this, like, could anyone else do this? I mean, yes. could, like, do you think another I plan on doing this. <laughs> is this going to be, do you, do you see another alum coming back like this? Or is Christy just sort of like a, a an anomaly onto herself where like, do, do you see no, like a patronym? I mean, other yeah, people coming I'd back. I'd love to have this be a recurring, a recurring like story. Absolutely. I would love to. I mean, I think that, you know, the industry 20 years ago, 30 years ago. I mean, Christy talks about it. They, they, you know, they would tell you your career's over when you're 30, but yeah, I interviewed Dale Haddon recently and she was um, on the cover when in like the seventies mm -hmm. and she said that she had to reinvent herself after 30. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Half our models are over the age of 30, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, but that's the difference, you know, like that the, the, there is a serious welcome and well you know, I mean, the long time coming evolution of, of what is considered acceptable. And the beauty of it is, is that it's all considered acceptable. And I think that's a really, really great 
step in the right direction. But yeah, I, I would love to do this story every year. It's nice. The swimsuit issue has been around for 50 years now. So people have offspring that are of age. <laughs> it's almost like something you see in the sports world right now where it's like we're watching the sons, yeah. you know, of yeah. a lot of these foreign players. Like, you know, obviously Steph Curry was like from Del Curry and right. all these sort of uh, people like uh, Clay Thompson from Michael Thompson. Um, just a couple more for you. Chrissy Teigen, back in the issue. Obviously one of my all-time favorites. All-time. Everyone's all-time. Everyone's all-time favorite. But this one was unique because she had a baby. I mean, was there a like, what's that conversation like? If she had said to you, I'm not feeling it this year. I would have totally respected that. But I was really glad. Actually, before she had the baby, when I found out she was pregnant, actually, she wasn't even pregnant. So we were in Zanzibar the year before and... I was, I knew that she was trying to, trying to get pregnant and I was like, okay, so if you get pregnant now is doing the math. I'm like, perfect. You can shoot in November. I'm like, that'll give you like, <laughs> and she was like, looking at me like, I don't know, girl. Um, but you know, then she did become pregnant and we were talking and I'm like, you know, I'm like, when you're ready, I'll, I'll put you at one of the, like the later shoots. And if you're up for it, door is wide open, you know, and, um, she has so much trust and love for this brand that <clears throat> she came back. She was five months post <laughs> post baby, post Luna. And, um, she came to, to Indonesia with us. I mean, you grow with some, you grow, I mean, she's grown with you guys over so many years. I mean, I remember her once telling me, she's like, how is this my life? Like I was a catalog model and it like, <laughs> how did it grow to be this? I'm like, well, cause you worked your ass off. That's yeah. how it grew. Yes. But from her first shoot, to now shooting her post baby. I mean, I'm sure she probably seems the same, but how different is she? And how, what have you seen of her evolution? I mean, having that baby has made her such a better model. You know, she's, she's like every other woman has her insecurities. And um, it's interesting because I think a lot of these, a lot of the women that I work with, once they have children, they become really, they have a lot more self appreciation and love, you know, for themselves, which is wonderful. And, you know, I wish that everyone had that from the get-go, myself included, but, um, you know, y you go through this, this massive, massive change in your life. You, you pretty much do the biggest thing you'll ever do personally in your life, which is to create another human. And, you know, you're kind of like, well, I'm the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I did that. And, and it becomes, you gain such confidence from it. And of course, obviously your body changes and, and there's nothing you can do about it. You created another human. Like what your body goes through when you're pregnant is so unbelievable. And after you're pregnant, it's so unbelievable. It's amazing that a human can do that in my head still. And I've had two babies. Um, but, you know, Christy showed up just like literally literally telling me that I should put just wrap only one pieces, only one pieces, only, you know, like not doing it. And she has never looked better. She has never looked better. And, you know, she is so perfectly toned and voluptuous. Like I don't even want to get into that part of it because it's, it's depressing for me, but, um, you, you know, there's like a, there's a, there's a sensuality now to her and to her body that is so spectacular and she gradually warmed up to it over the course of the shoot and she ended up literally wearing like the smallest bathing suits ever <laughs> yay um i was gonna say body should. paint was probably not in the cards for her this year um she could have easily body painted yeah. she could have done the whole shoot completely nude and would have been extraordinary i mean it was uh, honestly i'm like have a baby every year and come and shoot for me because it was that good and you know, I, I, Chrissy's a girlfriend, right? She's my friend also, in addition to being one of the models. And as everyone knows, she's very candid and, yep. you know, very forthcoming with her thoughts. And she was nervous. She was definitely nervous. She'll tell anybody, you know. Um, but I, I think she really walked away from that shoot feeling pretty great because she finally saw what we were all seeing for the past eight years, mm. you know. Yeah. And, um she'll never be the type that's like, I'm so hot. She'll never, she'll never be that type. But I think she finally appreciates herself in a way that has been long overdue and deserving for her because she's an extraordinary human inside and out. And 
I think she felt really good. And she looked, certainly looked amazing. She told me a story once about being with John and they were out for an anniversary dinner. And this woman happened to stop by the table who apparently John had a relationship with like 10 years ago or something <laughs> before they met. And she was telling me how this woman was so gorgeous that all of a sudden she got like incredibly jealous and, you know, it, it ruined their dinner. And, you know, this whole thing that I think any woman could kind of see like playing out in their own relationship. Right. It's your worst nightmare, right. quite frankly. Right. And I'm thinking to myself. Wait, Chrissy, Chrissy, (laughs) imagine what's going through this woman's head. Like kind of like she's got a, you know, that's that's a lot of courage to even approach the table. Right. But uh, she probably wanted Chrissy's autograph. (laughs) Yeah. right. And I'm thinking like, yeah, she really is like that. Um, Okay, two more for you. No Gigi Hadid this year. No Gigi this year. So when you have someone who's been in the issue the past two or three. Third. No, third. Is it one, two, three? Yeah, three. And and someone who, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, you helped in the magazine help take from like, you know, model to like superstar where she is right now. I mean, if when they're not in, how does that make you feel when they take a year off or something? I mean, I think it makes me, you know, look like it would be great to have her in the issue, but I also love her so much. And I, I, you know, if you love them, set them free, like you want them to spread their wings. Like, in my in my mind, the door is always open for all of these women to come back or to leave or to pursue other avenues and careers because what I don't want at the end of the day is for them to be limited in any way, shape, or form. And that is not the intention of this magazine. Yeah, it's great. You want to shoot for the magazine for 20 years? Well, it's Amazing. like crazy. She's doing like, what, is this our eight in a row or something? Yeah, uh, yes. And, and that is wonderful you know arena shake 10 years in a row like all these people that that have done it for so long that is amazing it it has not harmed their career it's only helped their career you know we all know that but every everyone's different and and I think what Gigi was looking I don't know what Gigi was looking to pursue clearly like she's high fashion direction you know designing a line with Tommy Hilfiger do you know we about like doing all of these spectacular things and, and that is it's great I mean it just because she's not in it this year doesn't mean she won't be in it <laughs> you know I mean point in case like look at Kate like you want to give people like you want to encourage them to explore other avenues I want every single woman in this issue to be a Christy Brinkley or to be a um, Kathy Ireland or to be a Heidi Klum you know and you can't you can't expect them to not have to go these other directions in order to grow themselves professionally. So, I mean, I, I welcome it. I do. I, I'm not hurt at all. I'm supportive of her. I'm so proud of her. She's doing amazing things and, you know, she can come back anytime. <laughs> like the door is definitely open. If you have Always. Christine Brinkley coming back at 63, I, I mean, clearly yes, the door's part, open, yes. as you mentioned. Kate yeah, too. there's no expiration date here. So... With that in mind, I mean, you have such an eye for talent. You really do. Because there's been a lot of people who, I mean, this has made them, in terms of their modeling careers, right? This has made them. Um, Who do you, like, they're all special and unique in their own way, so I know that. But who do you see as, like, the next one who's going to blow up? I mean, if you were to guess from this current crop of of women in the magazine, put the athletes aside, because that's Mm. a little bit different, different animal, but... Who's got that next big it factor? Like, who's the next Gigi? Who's the next Chrissy? You know, it's funny. I was recently asked to sort of like look at all of the models that we work with and <clears throat> kind of evaluate, <laughs> you know, the potential. And the the one of the most rewarding things about doing that was seeing how much potential there was throughout every single person in the group. They all have such a unique set of interests and um, talents outside of just modeling I mean, I could I could put, pull their a name out of the hat and I could tell you how that person is going to succeed in the future. And that's really exciting. And that's the, we that's our goal. You know, we, we handpick these women because we think they have, you know, futures outside of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit, to be quite honest, you know. And so um, the pool is very, very deep in, in talent and potential. I will say that. Um, you know, so many. I mean, I look at like Nina Ugdahl and Hannah Jeter and while Hannah vastly Jeter, I'm still different. getting used to that. I know, I know. Hannah Davis, she's Mrs. forever. Jeter. Now Mrs. Jeter. Exactly. And but she's back this year. She's back this year. Yep. And I mean, you, you look at women like that and, you know, Hannah has the um, 
Project Runway Kids, which, you know, kids are such a passion of hers. She loves, you know, family and that, like, I, that's such a great fit for her. And the, the evolution of Hannah feeling comfortable in that way is, is She's so wonderful. You know, again, confidence, yeah. you know, like everyone else, you need to build your confidence. You need to get a better understanding of where you're comfortable and what your goals are. And I think the beauty of, of working with these women over the course of so many years and all, you know, through covers of this magazine is you see what that does for them and how that, reaffirms their belief in themselves and gives them these opportunities to grow and do these great things. But, you know, like I I look at them and I'm like, they're, they're going to, they're, they're there. Like they'll be there. That's where they're going. Nina, same thing, like an extraordinary personality, you know, on air is just, she could hold a conversation with anyone from a president. I don't know. I haven't seen <laughs> her gossiping. talk about that. I'm curious if I might I, get a chance to interview Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> when we go to Houston or when we're here in New York. It's, this is all for prep work. I'm yeah. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Yeah. You never know who might show up. Strictly professional. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I will tell you this, you know, who's really um, like struck me off the bat is, was has been Sailor Brinkley Cook. Mm. I mean, she is really exciting to me her personality her kind of just her spirit you know her voice she's she's the complete package you know she has so much going for her in addition not even in like she has so much going for her outside of being Christy Brinkley's daughter I think she's one to watch I really do she's she's not gonna not do great things no and she's a little like spitting image of of Christy I mean in terms of just like from afar yeah yeah yeah. no Oh, she looks a lot like her mom. Yeah. She looks a lot like her mom. There, there's a picture in the magazine, actually, when we were taking it. I was like, I don't know who I'm looking at right <laughs> now. She looks like Christy at 18. It's 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 crazy, but she has a, she she definitely, she's a little spitfire in, in the best possible way. And I think, and very, very smart. And, and with a lot of wise beyond her years, you know, also, I think, a direct reflection of her wonderful mother and how she's been brought up. But, um... I'm excited for her. I think we'll see big things from her in the future um, because I don't know. She's got everybody here worked up. <laughs> um, congratulations. We've already taken way too much for your time, but this was just so fun to chat with you about this great issue Thank and you. just wishing you all the best in the next couple of weeks. I know this is wild. Thanks, and you're, you're like the Nick Saban though, of like the swimsuit issue. You're like, I'll enjoy it for like three days and then I'm back on the road. I know. Yeah, no, I'm really hoping to enjoy it for three days and then actually spend some time in my home and like clean my closets because I haven't seen them since last April. <laughs> you deserve it. You yeah. earned it. Uh, thanks. Again, thanks, great job. Maggie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. MJ Day. That was phenomenal. Really appreciate you going on a, down a lot of different avenues there. We covered a lot of ground. Thank you, Alan Kim, my producer. So awesome of you um, to just put this whole thing together and always reminding me, hey, we got to light up this guest. We got to light up this guest. You're the best. Thank you. Um, my thanks to everyone out there who's listening. If you want to hit me up on Twitter at Maggie Gray, use the hashtag Gray Area, and I will see your tweets. All right, we'll catch you next week on The Gray Area.